So um, any story about Jesus helps us to know who God is. I'm going to tell you a story about Jesus. It might be familiar to many of you, but if so, I just invite you to listen to it as though this is the first time you've heard it and think about what you take away from it. Jesus was travelling from the south up to the north of the country and he chose to go through a region called Samaria. Now, a bit of background. The Samaritans and the Jews had common ancestors, but they didn't have anything to do with each other. In fact, for the Jews, the Samaritans were unclean. It was the middle of the day. It was hot. And Jesus chose to stop by a well to rest. And a woman came to draw water. And Jesus asked, could you give me a drink? And she said, how come you, a man and a Jew, would talk to me, a woman from Samaria? But Jesus said, if you knew who I was and the free gift that God had to give you, you'd be asking me for a drink. She said, but the well's deep. You don't have a bucket. How can you give me water? Are you greater than our ancestors who gave us this well? Jesus said to her, the water that I have to give you is living water. It's like a spring that bubbles up inside, giving life that goes on and on. And anyone who drinks from this water will never be thirsty again. She said, well, then I want this water, so I won't be thirsty. Jesus said, go call your husband and come back. She said, I I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, you're telling the truth because, in fact, you've had five husbands. And the man you're with now is not your husband. And he said this to show that he understood her shame and her pain and her guilt. She said, oh, I can see that you're a man of God because you know everything about me. Tell me, you Jews say that we should worship God in Jerusalem in the temple, but I can't go there. Jesus said, it is true that God has made himself known through the Jews, but the time has come, right now, right here, when God wants people from every nation to know him and worship him in spirit and truth. She said, I know that God is going to send us someone who will show us who God is and what is true, And Jesus said, I am that person. Well, just then, (laughs) Jesus' friends came back from the village with food. The woman left her water jar. She ran into the village and she said, come and meet a man who knows everything about me. Could he be the one God's promised to send to show us who God is and what is true? 
And many people from the village went out to the well with the woman to meet Jesus and they asked him to stay longer to tell them more. And they later said to the woman, we now believe in Jesus for ourselves because of what you told us. And we have now met him for ourselves. He is the one God promised to send. He will save the whole world. Well, I wonder what stands out to you in that story. What stands out to me is the way the woman, and we don't even know her name, is trapped in a life of shame and pain and guilt. This is why she comes to the well in the heat of the day. She meets Jesus and she's set free in her inner self. So much so that she returns to her village, the very place of her shame. And she says, come and meet this man who knows everything about me. Meeting Jesus has changed her life. Well, what has happened in this meeting that has led to this transformation between this woman and a few hours later, she's going to her village? Well, let's look at the story and see what we notice. One of the first things that I notice is that Jesus is already waiting for her at the well. It's as though he knows she's coming. All she has to do is turn up. And then Jesus takes the initiative in the conversation. He says, could you give me a drink? So what's an honourable Jewish man doing alone with a woman? Particularly in this culture at this time, an honourable Jewish man would be thinking, what about the gossip? What about the potential misunderstandings? And a Samaritan woman at that. Samaritans aren't kosher. They just aren't clean. And we discover that Jesus knows all about her, all about her shame and her guilt. So what's Jesus doing hanging out with an outsider? Someone who knows they're not good enough for God. Another thing that I noticed, the woman all through this conversation is curious. She's in the back of her mind, she's saying, tell me more. Tell me more about who you are. And Jesus responds and leads her deeper, deeper into a conversation about who she is and about who he is and about the free gift that God has to give her, living water. Well, she asks for this living water. She doesn't really understand, actually, what she's asking for. But she's open to whatever Jesus is offering. Jesus knows that this living water is his spirit, God's spirit, God himself. She knows that she's thirsty. But what's she thirsty for? She thinks she's thirsty for H2O, water. 
But underneath, she knows that there is something deeper that she's thirsting for. Isaiah talks about thirst as a desire to know God, the living God. She's actually searching for God, even though she can't probably articulate it. And she may not even understand what that is. When I meet people in the cathedral, I often ask them, so what's brought you in here today? And many times people will say, well, I'm just not quite sure. I was walking past and I thought I was drawn in to come. A few weeks ago I met a woman, a nurse from New South Wales, and she told me that she'd just been drawn in. She'd come to Melbourne because she'd had a broken relationship and she wanted to get away and be alone. And she'd come into the cathedral and I told her this story. She didn't know why she'd come, but at the end of our, the story and the conversation, she said, I've come in here, I've come to a well, and God has met me. And Jesus, back to the story, Jesus puts his finger right on the woman's deepest need, her deepest felt need, her shame, her pain and her guilt. And he says, go call your husband. Because this is why she's at the well in the heat of the day. She has no husband, but more than that, she's had five husbands. And the man she's with now is not her husband. In this culture, a woman had no security unless she was with a man. It's probable that this woman had been married off to older men who may have died or, and or she's been married to men who have divorced her. Just like that, easily done. And so now she's caught in a social trap. No man would accept responsibility for her, so the man she's with now is not her husband. But in this conversation with Jesus, she doesn't deny her situation and she doesn't walk away from Jesus. And this is actually key to her transformation. Of course, Jesus already knows all about her situation before she opens up to anything. And Jesus affirms her for being open with him. And he says, you're telling the truth. Well, the Samaritans, like the Jews, know the Old Testament. She would have known Psalm 139, which the song we sang this morning was reflecting. Psalm 139, Lord, you know me. You know everything about me. You know my history. You know my actions. You know my thoughts, my words. You know my wounds. And she's thinking, only God knows all about me. This man must be God. What do you do with this knowledge that God knows everything about you? He knows your inner secret life. He knows your life before you became part of this community. He knows your darkest thoughts. 
Well, back to the story. The woman sort of deflects the conversation away from being so personal and asks him a theological question. And Jesus stays with the question. He stays with her. She's asking, you Jews think this and we think that and what's true? Jesus stays with her and he takes her further into discovering more of who he is and what God is doing. Jesus says God's actually doing a new thing. He says it is true that God has made himself known through the Jews, but now God is inviting people from every nation to know him and worship him. It doesn't matter what race you come from. It doesn't matter anything about your history. It doesn't matter what job you've done or are doing. What matters is that you come to God with a spirit which is open to truth. She's thinking, how can we know what's true? There's so much mix-up in the world. So she says, I know God has promised to send us someone who will show us who God is and what is true. And Jesus says, that's me. I am the person who shows us who God is and what is true. What has just happened in this conversation? Jesus has met the woman in her space and he's invited her to go into a deeper place. He's taken her further in her understanding of who he is. He is God's son. Jesus doesn't judge her. He doesn't condemn her. He doesn't dismiss her. Rather, he honours this woman who feels that she is dishonourable. What's going on here? Jesus is loving her into life. She becomes more fully the person God has made her to be. And throughout this, the woman has remained curious, open to looking deeper into what Jesus is on about. She allows Jesus into her private space, into her place of shame, her place of pain and guilt. She knows, God, Jesus knows everything about me. So what's just happened? She realises she's fully known and fully loved by Jesus. As I reflect upon why I am a Christian... There are a number of reasons, but the key personal reason for me is that is knowing the depth of God's love for his world, and that includes me personally. God loves the world so much that he's come himself in the person of Jesus to put the world right through Jesus' death and resurrection. That includes bringing me to become more fully human, more fully the person God's made me to be. By nature, I'm a person who likes to succeed or, the flip side, hates to fail. And it's really easy for me to put my trust in achievement, get my significance out of what I do, particularly do well. But if I fail, 
my significance diminishes. But I've come to see that God knows me and loves me fully. And I'm no longer defined by my successes, nor by my failures. And let me tell you, I've had some spectacular failures. I am who God says I am. I am God's beloved daughter. Because he knows me as I am in Jesus. So I'm learning to trust Jesus in being fully known and fully loved. Well, what happens next in the story? The woman returns to her village. This is the place of her shame and her pain. But she's now transformed in her inner self. She's no longer afraid. She's no longer ashamed. Jesus has restored her honour. She was thirsty and she has drunk from Jesus' living water. God's new life is already at work in her. She goes to the villagers and she invites them to come and share in this new life that she's experienced. Come and meet a man who knows everything about me, she says. Well, the villagers hear the woman's testimony. They too are curious. They want to meet Jesus and find out for themselves what she's talking about. Later, they're able to say to the woman, we now believe in Jesus for ourselves because of what you told us. We've also met him for ourselves. He is the one God promised to send. He will rescue the whole world. What do we learn from this story? I think the first thing is that Jesus is trustworthy. I told this story of the woman at the well to a woman in the cathedral and she said to me I wouldn't trust a man the first time I met him so what is it about Jesus that this woman <laughs> trusts him Jesus comes to the well waiting for the woman she's an outsider but he welcomes her he knows the woman even better than she knows herself. And he honours her with this knowledge. He doesn't take advantage of her, but he gently takes her deeper and further into knowing who he is and who she could be. He knows her and he loves her. He offers her new life. He reveals to her who he is. He is God. Come in the flesh. The Old Testament speaks of God as the one who is like a rock, the one under whose wings we can shelter, and that was part of the song we sang earlier. God is the one who keeps his promises. God is the one who is faithful. God is the one who loves his world, loves his people. And the New Testament tells the story of God in Jesus as the one who gives his very self to us out of his love for us on the cross. He is the one who gives us his own life, a life that is fully human and is not disrupted by death. A few weeks ago, I met... A, an international student in the cathedral. He's come to Australia to do a PhD in philosophy at Melbourne University. And 
he came into the cathedral because he wants to find out about Christianity. Well, I've been tracking with him over a few weeks and he's now part of CU International and he's part of a Bible study for people who are exploring Christian faith. And I met up with him last Thursday and he said, there are two things which keep coming to him as he's reading the Bible and meeting, getting to know Christians. Two things. One of them is love and the other one is trust. He's a philosopher and he has philosophical questions about God's existence. But the things that he's drawn to are these two things. God's love for him known in Jesus and God's invitation to him to trust him. Why wouldn't we trust God? What else do we learn from this story? The woman is curious and she wants to know more about living water and who Jesus is. She's prepared to allow herself to come openly before Jesus, to allow Jesus into the dark places of her life and to bring his light into those places and in those very places to be transformed and given new life. And this is the key for us too, to be open to God taking us deeper. There's always more to learn about Jesus and what it looks like to trust him today, trust him tomorrow, trust him the day after. His invitation to us is to keep returning to the well with our thirst. We all have a deep desire for significance, to know that we are loved, to know that we are known, to know that we can be forgiven. So our invitation is to allow Jesus to meet us in these very personal places and to ask Jesus, please give me your living water. And you don't know where that might take you. It took the woman back into her own village to invite other people to come and meet Jesus. And as we invite Jesus to give us his living water, you will become more fully the person God's made you to be. You will find yourself participating in God's work in his world. You will find yourself receiving God's blessing and discovering that you that God can bless others through you. Well, I wonder what God is saying to you today. Let me pray as we finish. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that your love for you, that you love your world so much that you came into our midst in the person of Jesus. Thank you for the story of this woman who was transformed by meeting you. Like the woman, help us to respond to your invitation to go deeper with you, allowing your spirit 
to transform our lives from the inside out and to keep trusting you today and then tomorrow. To keep walking with you each day in your strength and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.